Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com Thanks for joining us here on NapaBroadcasting.com. Once upon a time, the political season didn't start until Labor Day. Today, especially in this presidential election year, it seems to surround us, and not always in a good way. However, as we are engulfed in the morass of politics, it's good to remember Tip O'Neill's old admonition that all politics is local. There, we can make our voices heard. We can connect with our representatives, and we can forge a bond that does make a difference. For those of us in Napa, we have that bond with our Congressman Mike Thompson. To that end, Congressman Thompson is hosting his annual pasta feed this weekend. It's Sunday at the Zinfandel Ranch in St. Helena. As usual, he'll have some very special guests from Washington, and it is my pleasure to be joined right now by Congressman Mike Thompson to talk a little bit about that event and a little politics in general. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, Jeff, it's my pleasure. Good to be with you. Always good to have you. Uh, Times like this, it really is good to remember that all politics is local and that uh, we can uh, connect in a very real way with our local representatives because everything else seems so distant and so messed up at the moment, as we were talking about. Yeah, I try and keep it local, as you know. It's kind of been my hallmark. I you know, I come home from Washington uh, every weekend. I'm, I'm somewhere in the district. Uh, when we're on the district work week, such as uh, this week, I'm, I'm here. Um, this was a tough one. I was invited to go on a congressional de- delegation trip uh, to Afghanistan and to uh, Italy this year. But, you know, I had uh, made arrangements to have certain meetings in my district. And, um, and my, as you mentioned, my pasta uh, dinner is uh, this weekend. So I'm here, as, as usual, uh, at home, uh, the, at the home where I love being, and, uh, and working with, uh, with people in the district. How many years, and you may not even know this, how many years has this pasta dinner been going on? I mean, it's been going on for a long, long time. Well, I, I think this is the 26th year. Uh, this was a, uh, and actually, you know, that's 26 years in elected office. If right. you, if you, um, that's both my time in the state Senate and my time in Congress. But we really started the pasta dinners when I was a candidate, so probably a couple more years. I hadn't <laughs> thought about it that way. These days, that, that long is really a tradition. I mean, that, that's a real tradition. I think anything that goes that long <laughs> is got like somewhat out of the ordinary. But it's just it's a lot of fun, and it, and it's local people, and you know we always have uh, we have more requests for local electeds and candidates to serve than we have space for local electeds and candidates to serve. So uh, it's always uh, that's always makes it a little bit of fun too. But it really does remind us, kind of to bring it back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago, it really does remind us of the local importance of all of this. I think it's extremely important. You know, uh, it, it's important for, uh, for, for two, in two ways. It's important for uh, people who we elect to office to um, be with their constituents and know what it is their constituents are thinking about and, and concerned about. And I think it's important for our constituents to uh, be involved. It's, uh, you know, it's not a uh, politics should not be a spectator sport. We should, we should be involved. And yet, nationally, it has become truly a spectator sport. You were uh, at the conventions last week, and certainly that was a great show, really well done, well well produced, well delivered by all of the participants. But it has become very spectator-driven in that sense. Well, it, it, if you look at it from the national perspective, uh, you have 
these conventions. You have uh, you have uh, an ongoing effort to uh, buy media. Uh, in this particular election, you have an ongoing effort by one of the candidates to uh, get as much free media as they can. You know, the more outrageous uh, you are, the more uh, you're covered. And uh, so, from that perspective, uh, yes. But it's still it, it's still local. You, you know, you've got to if you're running for any office in in the land, uh, you've got to be able to connect with people at the local level. What do you make of what's going on in national politics this year? Well, it's, it's nothing that we've ever seen before. Um, I'm one who believes that uh, when you run for office, you ought to know why you're running, and you ought to be familiar with the office you're running for. <laughs> you ought to be qualified for that office. Uh, and I think that uh, we have a situation where you know that's not even close to the case uh, in regard to Donald Trump. I, I think he's. I, I don't think he's qualified to uh, be president. We see it every day. Uh, he makes terrible gaffes, and you know, 20 minutes later he comes back to uh, state what it was he really meant to say, or how the media is being unfair, or the media is rigged against him. And um, and I, I think it's it's frightening. I, I don't think the man has the temperament uh, to be in public office. Certainly not the presidency of the United States, uh, nor the skill set uh, required to hold uh, public office. The danger in all of this, it seems, is that the reaction to so much of this, and you know, I mean, you talk to a lot of people out there, as, as do I, is that it kind of poisons the well. People are, are becoming turned off to it in, in ways that are even beyond the frustrations that existed before this election cycle began. Well, we can't let that happen. Uh, that that's that's just not even an, an option. Uh, if people are in fact, uh, if people do in fact become uh, turned off and they they don't vote and they don't participate, uh, those same people lose big. And and so we just we can't. We've got to make sure that doesn't happen. Talk a little bit about how you locally can try and make sure that that doesn't happen. Well, as you point out, I'm I'm here. I'm right. having my annual my 26th <laughs> or 28th, however you want to count it, uh, pasta feed, uh, and I'll continue to do those. And um, in regard to presidential politics, I'm going to work overtime to make sure that uh, Donald Trump is not our president. I think that would be a terrible situation for the American public, and uh, I'm going to do all I can to make sure it doesn't happen. You're bringing a couple of guests from Washington to the pasta dinner this year. Tell us about that, Mike. I am. You know, as you know, I and, and it's, it's tough to get people to come out to the Napa Valley. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, really tough. <laughs> so we've always been fortunate. We've had uh, some some pretty notable uh, guests that uh, come out to the event, and we have uh, this year. Uh, this year, we'll have uh, a guest who has made it there. Uh, a number of times, and uh, because she lives right down the road when she's not in Washington or in her home district of San Francisco, uh, and that's Nancy Pelosi. Uh, she uh, will bring her grandkids. They're out visiting, and I saw the grandkids at the uh, at the convention, and the first thing they said, it wasn't even hello. It was, are you having your pasta feed this year? <laughs> and they just, they absolutely love it. Uh, so she'll be there. But my two advertised guests are two colleagues, uh, one from Arizona, uh, uh, Kirsten Cinema, uh, who's a relatively new member, I think she's in her second term, uh, member of the Financial Service Co- uh, Services Committee, and Eric Swalwell from the East Bay, uh, also in his second term, and he's on the Science Committee and on the Intel Committee. 
But the reason I invited them was because together they head up something called the Future Forum. And it consists of members of Congress who are under 45 years of age, and they work on innovative approaches uh, to governing, uh, innovative approaches to public policy. And I thought it would be a lot of fun uh, for uh, our district to be able to meet these guys and uh, hear from them and see what, what it is they're doing. How large a caucus is that? How many members are there that are 45 and under, would you guess? There's a lot more. I don't know what the number is, but mm-hmm. I can tell you there are a lot more now than there was when I first got there. So there's a bunch of new members right now. I mean, that's a very encouraging thing. I mean, whatever the number is, the fact that there's a, a growing number is, is something that really is more encouraging than almost anything else in our politics today. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you hear so much about, uh, you know, people get in office and they stay forever and they never get out. And, uh, and there are some people who've been there a while, but there's also uh, some new people, um, new people coming in who are bringing uh, exciting ideas forward, uh, ideas that will uh, really change the direction in which our country goes. What do we expect, if anything, to happen in uh, the next few months of Congress and, and even in the uh, lame duck session? Anything uh, that we should be looking for? Well, I don't know that much is going to happen um, between now and the election. I think that's pretty clear in, in everybody's mind that uh, uh, things pretty much come have come to a halt in, in Washington. Uh, you can't even get uh, a uh, hearing on a Supreme Court uh, nominee. So that's, I think, sad commentary, uh, but it's the reality in which we're living. And uh, as far as a lame duck goes, uh, I'm not convinced that we're going to have one. Uh, I know that uh, there's some folks who would like to have one uh, because they have, there are certain public policies, specifically trade policy, uh, that uh, they'd like to see put forward. But uh, I'm not sure uh, that uh, that's going to happen, and I don't think anybody's going to be sure until we find out uh, what it is that uh, uh, this election brings us. Uh, that'll determine a lot of what's going to go on. What it brings us and also you know, what the numbers are, what it shows about the, the mood of the country right now. Yeah, I, you know, I think we'll, uh, well. I think we're going to be. We're going to learn a lot. This is going to be very instructive uh, this year, and uh, you know the reality is that um, that this election is Hillary Clinton's to lose, and uh, the demographics are with her. Uh, I know that uh, Trump has cornered the uh, angry white guy vote, and uh, anybody who's completely disillusioned uh, in government and people who want to see uh, this uh, drastic change consequences be damned. Uh, But that really is a a small number of people. That's about 30, 35% of the people. And um, what, what has to happen is Hillary Clinton has to get her voters out to the polls. And if that happens, uh, she wins. And, of course, not make any unforced errors along the way. Oh, there'll be errors, as, as you know. It's pretty hard to escape those. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's got to be something that's not, uh, not devastating. And uh, 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 the slightest error on, uh, on the part of uh, Secretary Clinton seems to uh, uh, cause uh, waves within her support group. Uh, we don't see that on the other side. And uh, the latest fiasco, you know, Donald Trump coming out, uh, speaking out against uh, the uh, family, the mother and father of a of a, a war hero who was killed, and uh, his numbers uh, didn't seem to budge uh, as a result of that, which is sad. 
Well, equally disturbing, not knowing what's happening in the Ukraine or Crimea or, or having oh, yeah. any grasp of that whatsoever. He just doesn't have... Uh, he doesn't have the uh, knowledge or the interest nor the intellectual uh, curiosity uh, to be president of the United States. Let's remind people about the pasta feed once again happening Sunday at uh, over at the Zinfandel Ranch in St. Helena. It's going to be a fun one, it, uh, as it always is. There'll be a number of people there. There'll be a little music. Uh, there'll be some of uh, my special guests, as we uh, talked about right. uh, earlier. And uh, always great food, always uh, great wine. That, you know, that, that's the law in the Napa Valley. There you go. That's from 5 to 7.30 p.m. on Sunday over the Zinfandel Ranch. Tickets will be available at the door. Congressman Mike Thompson, I thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. Jeff, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you. You're listening to NapaBroadcasting.com.